welcome to the Aussie Mindset Mentor Podcast. For those returning back, great to have you here. Thank you for listening. And for those people who haven't listened to my podcast before, thanks for giving it a go. What I'm going to talk about today is the words, of course. If you have listened to my podcast before, you'll know there are certain words and the way I use words that if I stop and think about them, actually just the stopping and thinking will change behaviours. That Just by changing those words, the thinking process and the changing of the language actually empowers you or what I'm really about, it empowers others. So today, of course, I have seen this word popping up more and more lately. I don't know. uh, I I suppose I think of doing a podcast sometimes and all of a sudden it's just like when you're going to go and buy a car and you decide on the type of car you want and all of a sudden there's so many of them on the road and it's just like, what? So (laughs) I came across the word, of course, and what I saw was all of a sudden this little phrase started popping up everywhere and in different ways and in no way did I feel it was empowering for that person or for the conversation? So I went, first of all, to have a look at, well, where did it come from? What is it? And it actually is shortened for as a matter of course. So if I was to say, of course, right, what I'm saying is, well, if I go and get in my car and I want to go down the road and to the shops, of course I will drive down my driveway well now look I could smash through my fences you know I could go via the neighbor's place by you know just I don't know making a new gate however (laughs) the course would be down my driveway okay and out onto the road and ongoing so of course I would drive down my driveway that is a matter of course the direction that is a known direction and a ready, well-tracked path to go. So let's have a look at the different ways I've heard, of course, being used lately. So the first one was asking a friend a question, and they come back, of course. You know, and it was something like, oh, would you mind you know, feeding the, the horses tonight? And they're like, oh, of course, yeah, no problems. And I thought about it. And I thought, that's really lovely. And the keenness to help me was clearly there. It was like, it was clearly like it's not even a question that I wouldn't do something like that for you, which is a nice thing. But then I also thought I've heard it used that way with general conversation where it's borderline the person asking shouldn't have even asked, like, Of course I'll do that for you. You don't even have to ask. Well, actually, how would you know if they didn't ask? And I'm just wondering, does it actually empower that other person subconsciously that, of course I'll do it, like, oh, you know, dismissing what it may have taken some people to ask for help. We all, by the way, spoiler alert, have some degree of I'm not enough or I'm not good enough running through our veins. So for some people asking for help, it just like puts that on loudspeaker to the world. So when the reply is, of course, it actually, I think, takes away from the courage it took for that person to ask. And if it didn't take any courage, there's also an acknowledgement there 
of the kind of relationship where someone would just be there for you and someone was comfortable to ask. And for someone to say, of course, personally, when I listen to it and when I've heard it a couple of times used in that way, I don't feel it acknowledges. And if anything, it puts a, a bit of a, you know, oh, what are you thinking? Don't you know better than that to even think I wouldn't do it for you? Which is probably a lot about that person thinking, you know I'm a good friend and them not feeling enough. So when we use the, of course, you know, of course I'll do that for you. Maybe another way to look at that is I'd love to do that for you. Oh, thanks for asking or friend, I've got your back. You know, anything. There's so many different ways. By the way, if you're doing that with children or with anyone close to you, have a look that you're not actually training them to go, oh, oh, okay, well, of course, of course, that's just how it is. Of course, mum will drive me if I ask her to. Oh, of course, mum will, you know, just cook dinner every night for me. Oh, of course, mum will pick up after me. Oh, of course. And all of a sudden, at some point, mum goes, you know what? This isn't good for, you know, you who just thinks that everything's handed to you or for me who's, you know, some hidden feelings of resentment in here or there's some confusion here about you're just taking me for granted well have a look at if you've been taken for granted have you been using the words of course because if you've been telling them that me doing this for you oh that's just like having to drive out of my driveway well of course it's just a matter of course because I'm your mother or I'm your wife or I'm your partner or I'm your friend. So as a matter of course, I'm just on hand for you anytime you like. No, no, it's not of course. Wow, I went somewhere with that, didn't I? <laughs> and that's only the first way to use it. Right. The other way I've heard of course used is far more sinister. And this is the one where if you're ever using it of course, in this way, you just want to cut it out right now. That's not even going to be negotiable, okay? And that is when you're predicting how something will have gone. And the way that I've heard that used lately, I mean, okay, you could turn it around and use it for good, but I just haven't heard anyone do that. And this podcast has been in the making now for about five weeks, and I have not heard one person use the words, of course, in a positive way. So if you're doing that, okay, you know, you can please go ahead. However, the way I've heard it more used is the way when we're talking about something great happening. Like there's someone I heard speaking about how great things were going lately. All right, so their child had done really well at school. It's something that they were, you know, really challenged by previously. At work, work was really going great. They'd gotten stuff sorted out there with a challenging team member. At home, things were going great there. Uh, I think some kids had cleaned up their room. And there was a few other things thrown in where things were going really well. And then they said, so, of course... The next thing you know, you know, car crashes me. You know, of course it couldn't last. Wow. Of course it couldn't last. So life was going great. 
And of course, then it happened. Like there's that expectation that when things are going great and things are going well, bam, it's going to have the rug taken out from under you. So you need to be ready for that, right? So you need, we need to be going around, even in our happy, great moments, ready for the fall. I mean, it's tall poppy syndrome. We've been raised with that as a culture. It's just like, oh, no, I'm so aware of it. I don't want to do that. But I've just finished listening to Glennon Doyle's book. And like she says, you know, you could, if you're surrounded by something and you're breathing it in, you're hearing it and you're eating it, even if it's not part of you and something that you reject, you are still poisoned by it, all right? It is still just going in there at some point. So that that preparedness for something to go wrong in your happy moments, all right, of course. If you're using the word, well, of course, then, you know, and you go on to say something bad that happened, it's just like you want to consider your mindset is that you have this plateau or this level to which life works out for you, that level there. And things can definitely go above it. You can create that argument if you like, but at some point you are bracing yourself or you are setting a ceiling on yourself if you're using that word, of course, because that word, of course, that's like the ballast in a boat, right? That's going to even things up so that, you know, you have that seesaw effect and eventually doesn't matter how far on one end of the seesaw you go up, of course, you've got to come down, all right? That middle point of the seesaw with both ends, that's where your mindset glass ceiling is. And it has nothing to do with your boss or with other people or with your circumstances because we can look around and we can see people who've been in some hell circumstances, but their mindset wasn't at that middle point of the seesaw, right? That's not where their mindset was. So, yeah, I mean, they don't get there in two minutes or they keep working on their seesaw. You know, it's like it's like we continually work on ourselves. If we stop working on ourselves and developing ourselves, if we stop working on our mindset, if we just take it all for granted, then, of course, you will plateau back to the same place. You will end up in the same level of whatever it is you're trying to achieve you will be on that spinning wheel you know like if you watch a little mouse on the wheel going round and round it goes up the top and then down the bottom and up the top and then round the bottom but the middle point the actual middle point of that little wheel that's your mindset like that's your you know where you're sitting and unless we go to work on it with moving that you know, if we do the carpentry and we get in the scaffolding and, you know, I'm like it's a bit of work. It's not comfortable. You know, for a while we might, you know, our wheel doesn't even work and we're standing on the ground to raise that middle point. You can't use your seesaw. It's just like we've destroyed the game. We can't use that spinning wheel. We've destroyed the game because we're moving the bolts. We're moving the very foundation of it such that we can rebuild it to a higher point, put new legs on it to raise the seesaw, you know, put that new axis on it, wherever. I don't know how you'd even do that. I suppose you raise the legs on a pinwheel as well, all right, and make your little ladder to get in there. So all of that 
is like it could feel like standing still. It could feel like, oh, my gosh, now I've lost my seesaw completely, my joy. Okay. And then you get back on. You go to a higher height than you could ever get before and your middle point is higher. You have grown. But you've got to be willing to go through that pain. So, of course, of course, you can't get higher than the highest point of that spinning wheel you're in. Of course, you can't get higher than the end of that board on the seesaw will allow you. Of course, you would be correct. And if you use that word, just get that you are limiting yourself. Of course. Of course something had to go wrong. Everything was just going so well. Of course it did. Of course you come and say that to me now. Just when I finished planning our whole holiday, of course you come and say that you've got to work that day and I've got to try to rearrange flights and schedules. Of course. Right? It's just like you have a mindset inside of uh, that example of where your relationship sits, right, where you can't really rely on someone maybe to just, you know, value. And, and that person might go, oh, well, of course I'll change it. I won't do it. Oh, they're saying, well, you know, they might not have even known or gotten how important it was to you. If of course is happening, basically, you're on autopilot. That's the bottom line. If it's of course, then you're on autopilot. Is that really where you want to be? Your dreams, autopilot's not going to get you there because your dreams are somewhere you've never been before. You need to manually ride or drive or steer that course. You are not getting there on of course as a matter of course, if you've never been there before. Okay, well, what did you take out of that? So really, I'm going to sum it up by saying, if you use the words of course, then you are off course. Of course, because all of us are born to grow. All of us have dreams. And you absolutely are capable of achieving them if you are dreaming them. Okay, not in a day. Have a look at your impatience if that's the case. And you can argue this with me. I would love that. Contact me. You know, email me or hop on my Facebook page. I am more than happy to have a conversation with anyone. The conversation to have you grow and get that your mindset doesn't need to be at that middle point of where the seesaw is now. And, you know, the greatest thing about raising your seesaw is the person on the other end of the seesaw, they get to soar higher as well. Because for you to rise up, it takes someone being on that other end, pushing down and then pushing up. And when you work together, you have your best highs. You can't reach the top of the seesaw on your own. We're connected we come together and it's by, you know, working together that we truly reach our highest peak and we both do when we do that. And when we're down, you know, we, we help each other because the other person's weight will bring down their end of the seesaw lifting up the other. 
right? So, so work together. Go find someone today who might be at their, you know, at a low point and use your, your weight and, yeah, you know what? Use your weight to come down a little and lift them up. So on that, <laughs> I invite you to probably listen to this podcast again because there's a heck of a lot in here. And if you take just one thing away, just one thing, right, that's what's important. I don't know what that is for you. I'm not going to give it to you. I mean, clearly, if you see hear yourself, you know, saying, of course, that's a no-brainer, and then going to, the, you know, looking at why you've said that. But have a look and have fun with it. Like, have fun with it. So wishing you a wonderful uh, day. Thanks again for listening. Have fun being connected and kind with another human. Bye for now.